Hi, church leaders. Welcome to the CEO Pastor Podcast. My name is Cindy, and I am your host for today's episode. My goal is to provide the management expertise every church leader needs to produce the ministry experience every church leader wants. We'll skip the jargon and cliches and focus on ideas that will help you accomplish the church's mission in your unique ministry context. Ready? Let's go. Today's podcast is going to be a little different than usual. This episode is going to be an interview between um, our management team at my company. I thought you might be interested in hearing how we interact with each other and some of the insights that we've gotten from working together. There are four of us, and uh, we're all under the age of 40. And uh, I thought you'd like to hear how we interact with each other when we're talking about things having to do with the business. The first guest will be my brother, Jacob. He's the CEO of the company. And our second guest will be Bobby. He's the VP of firm management, and he happens to be our cousin. He has a Bachelor of Business Administration from the University of Prince Edward Island. And the third guest is Ashley. He's the VP of product development, and he's been with the company for over 20 years now. So he's the guy that we go to when we have questions. If he doesn't know the answer, nobody knows the answer. And also, we have an extra special guest that you'll hear at the end of the interview. It's Jacob's dog, Roland. He was in the room with us when we were recording, but he kept panting, and you could hear it on the microphone, so we had to put him outside the door. And by the end of the interview, he was pretty anxious to get back in, so you'll hear him kind of whining and howling a little bit at the end. I hope you don't mind. So without further ado, let's listen in. What do you do as a CEO? Uh, The CEO's job is relatively fluid in that you're, you're focusing on more of the future than you are of the what's necessarily right in front of you. Um, So you need to have a good handle as a CEO on what is currently happening, but you also have to know how that will affect your future plans um, within the company. And what don't you do as a CEO? I don't get involved in minutia. It's more or less that uh, I'll come along and I'll I'll talk to the team and I'll let them know what needs to happen and explain why it needs to happen sometimes or like it needs to go in a certain order um, so that people can all get on board with the ideas. But basically the the role of the CEO is to make sure that everybody's on the same page. The role of the CEO is not to get involved in all of the details on how that happens. So Bobby, how do you think your business degree has helped you in your role here? Well, my business degree, I would pretty much sum up as four years training and problem solving. Uh, give you lots of different tools and language, so different financial uh, abilities, I guess, in language and the ability to read financial statements, but also just general tools for analyzing strategies and figuring out problems. Uh, so it's 
been helpful to be able to come up with different solutions and look at problems in different ways in lots of different situations within this business, but like every business is just problem solving. You're solving problems for your customers and then you're solving problems internally. So it's getting a degree in problem solving was very useful. Do you have an example of a problem you've solved? Uh, well, for one of the first problems I solved here was uh, inventory management on the farm uh, because there wasn't any. Uh, like, we didn't have a grasp of what we had on our farm. So, using some of the tools I learned about spreadsheets, and I was able to kind of solve that and take it from there to more of a predictive inventory management system but yeah and Ashley you've been here for over 20 years now what changes have you seen as we've applied different management ideas in the business well the bigger changes I've seen over the years was the transition from like a wild grown oyster like and then into the cultivated whether it's growing on our own or buying from other people so with all that you got different batches different methods like grading went from hand grading into vision graders which makes everything go about smoother and just there's basically lots and lots of changes and it's always changing every day so all right so we'll have a discussion here amongst all of us of what the best advice we have i think for me the best advice would be to not approach a problem as if you know the true answer already Um, you need to kind of work through it and live with that problem for a minute it's not it's not that you have to solve everything immediately it's that you need to fully understand where the problem originates and then how are you going to get to the solution whether it's two years or three years down the road or whether it's something that needs to be solved immediately that that's kind of my best advice is just put yourself in perspective of uh, whether or not this is a life or death situation it's typically not so so would you also say that um, be careful not to solve the symptoms of the problem rather than the problem itself absolutely the the symptoms are easy to see um but a lot of times the problems that we've solved here had very little to do with the actual symptomatic you know you you can see that things aren't working the way that you want them to but you don't realize that sometimes it's just because you're doing it on paper instead of doing it on a computer system or you're doing something that that is taking more time than necessary so being able to identify those symptomatic problems and and smooth them out but bear in mind that you need to smooth it out in perpetuity that that to me is is the job that any any manager is is really looking to complete at their business or their organization. Yeah, I also think it's as far as like managing any people, it's important to not get tied up in micromanaging 
or trying to do everything yourself because it's very easy to say, well, it's going to be easier if I just do this myself than if I just do that myself. But that piles up and then you burn yourself out and you can't keep on top of everything and things fall apart. But like it's worked really well like for us, you know, Jacob's been able to step away from all the details and the day to day uh, minutia that you know other people can take care of, and that gives him more mental capacity to deal with the bigger ideas and problems that arise, rather than being too burned out to be able to even contemplate what we're where we're going next year. Allowing other people to take over some of those different aspects of the business also helps people develop their own skills. Oh, for sure, yeah. They'll learn a lot more figuring it out for themselves and also take on more responsibility and ownership of their roles within the company and feel more invested and want to contribute and stick around. It's also good to ask people's opinions like on what could be done differently or what changes they would like to see or... You know what I mean? Because especially if you're not around to work all the time, it's good to have the input of what they're doing. Because whoever's doing is going to see what has to be done. So it's good to just communicate, ask questions. Well, I remember one time um, when Donnie was here, he was wondering why we filed our paperwork a certain way. And uh, we just never thought of doing it a different way because we've been doing it that way for like 15 years. And then he said, well, why aren't you doing it like that? And it was just kind of like a face palm. <laughs> like, what? Why? why didn't we think of that? But it was just an outside eye, right? Yeah. Just kind of questioning, well, is there a reason why we're doing it this way? Or can we do it this way instead? It's like, no, we like your answer. We like the way you're thinking. That's, we switched it around to let them do it that way. I, th- I think it's important, too. Like, when I was first starting like on the farm side of things Ashley was there and it was always well let's give it a try it it was never this is the way we've always done it this is the way it needs to be done it was well if in that moment you wanted to use your left hand instead of your right hand let's give that a try Um, and, and see how it works maybe it's faster maybe it's more efficient um but you have to be willing to try and not not necessarily take it as a personal offense if things don't go perfectly immediately uh everything is a work in progress as you're solving problems and and like your story about donnie like it was just something that none of us had thought of um so it it is very important like ashley says to listen to the boots on the ground you need you need to really uh i guess in the organizational uh, like a church organization you need you need to listen to the congregation more so than uh necessarily going top down and trying to teach people the right way to do things um because a lot of times there's more than one right way and if you're not willing to look for the new right way or the better the better way of handling it then you you'll get bogged down and and burnout is a real thing um trying to trying to like we've we've talked about micromanaging and 
it, it's a real thing. Like if you try to do everything by yourself, you you will burn out. You will struggle. Uh, where if you're able to step back, allow yourself to step back and let somebody else take control of a situation, whether it's a big one or a small one, uh, the more you train yourself on how to do it. It's not natural. You have to train yourself to step back. Um, and when you do, typically you're going to be quite surprised with the outcome. So when you allow other people to do that, do you just kind of throw them into the deep end or what do you suggest that a person does in order to give them the, the, the tools that they need in order to have success at that new that new aspect of what they're doing and so that you have the confidence that it's not going to completely go sideways. It depends on the situation. Uh, I mean, Bobby and Ashley will both tell anybody, like, there, there are times where we have just, like, it's baptism by fire. You, you go out and you figure it out. Like, I'm not going to give anybody any information on some new idea because I know already that I don't have the answer. I don't know how to do it. And, and it, it's more freeing for the individual or the employee or whoever to, to solve that problem on their own and really take ownership of the, of the situation. I guess trust would be one of the biggest things. Like, whether you trust the person to do the job that you're, like, they have to trust you really don't get the capability. Yeah, and it takes a while to build that up. Like, you know, we never take somebody new or somebody that we think is just not ready yet and throw them into the deep end. Uh, but, like, you got to build that trust up, and once you get there, you're more comfortable to do that. And yeah. Even when we say throw into the deep end or baptize by fire, like, there's, we're still here if, if a problem comes up or if somebody can't handle it. Like, no, we're not cutting ties and sending somebody on a mission and see you when it's done. Yeah. And with trust, you'll get more reliability too, I would think. Yeah. I see, well, that's what I see. Oh, yeah. People get confidence when they feel trusted. Yeah. Gives them the confidence to keep going. And, and we're lucky as an organization or a business that uh, our staff, we have, we have very little turnover. And, and I would like to think that it's because of these ideas of, you know, letting people choose their own place within the company. You, you're not always going to be the one cleaning the toilet. You're not always going to be the one driving the boat today. Like it, everybody is allowed the freedom to, to learn new skills as they develop, um, and, and then put their own personal spin on it so that it's not, okay, well, Ashley showed me how to drive the boat and this is the only way I can drive the boat. Well, years later Bobby comes along and tells you you're doing it wrong well that doesn't help like <laughs> because you learned it from one person it, it, it's it's something that we've all done a very 
good job, in my opinion, as employees of the company. I still see myself as an employee here. I'm, I'm only learning, and there are things that I don't know, uh, and there are things that I can learn daily, and that that is really, I think, an important thing to foster that that learning, uh, or or to create an environment where everyone is comfortable to learn at their own pace. Well, and the other thing, too, I find anyway, is that. Um, you have to be willing to try things even though you think it might not go as well as you would like and know you know that you have the safety there that if something goes wrong nobody's going to be coming down on you and blaming you for you know, oh what'd you do that for everybody makes mistakes and you just learn from it and say okay I guess that doesn't work and move on and try something else no that is a good part of our organization I think that has helped a lot of people do well here is that what you just said about you make a mistake and you don't worry about any hammer coming down or any sort of you know recourse you're not getting suspended from your job because you backed a truck into something or you caused damage or made any kind of mistake that happens around here like people know that they're allowed to try things if they're a little out of their comfort zone and Worse that happens, you own up to your mistake and deal with it, learn from it, move, move on. And that's not something every organization is able to say, but has worked really well here. And I, I think it's important that, like, all of us in this room right now that we're recording, um, we've all made thousand-dollar mistakes. We've all made tens of thousands of dollars of mistakes. Like, but none of us feels any less about the other person when that does happen. It, it's more that we, okay, like you tried and you, you did your best and like what more could you ask for? What, like what more? I didn't know the answer either. Um, so it was just, it's always, it's always good to know that you're in a safe place. You're in a safe environment for learning. And most people, that's how they learn, is by mistakes. So. Mm-hmm. I learned most of my mistakes. Pays off in the future, but <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sharing your insights with us. Did anything resonate with you, or did you hear anything that you hadn't thought of in quite that way before? Let us know either by sending us an email at podcast at ceopastor.com or getting in touch with us on social media. Would you like to hear more about our company? Well, I was interviewed at our church during a series about creation and how we work within creation. I talked about some of these principles that we go by, specifically in creation, but also just in general, and how we relate to one another as human beings in the image of God. And if you'd like to hear more, I will link that in the description, and you can listen to that further. Our next episode was going to be interview with a business owner who also happens to have pastoral training, who also happens to be my dad. But I found out after I asked him that he's in the middle of uh, a series of regular plant audits that we have going on. So instead, we're going to move right into our strategy map series. And the strategy map is the foundation of any organization, and it talks about your vision and mission and your strategies and 
how you're going to accomplish those. And it's a good lead up into the new year or any time really because you should be reevaluating your strategy on a periodic basis. But we're going to start that strategy map series in our next episode and I hope to see you then. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of CEO Passion Podcast. I hope you discovered an idea that you can apply in your unique ministry context. Head over to CEOPastor.com for more resources and meet up with me and other church leaders on social media for further discussion. Any questions or suggestions? Email me at podcast at CEOPastor.com. And don't forget to share, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to help spread the word that managing ministry better makes ministry better.